0: This is an APAC EO production. Welcome to Episode 70 of the EO Business Podcast for APAC. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of a show, and today I'm with Max Doyle from Hello Social. Good morning, Max.
1: Mate, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here.
0: So, Hello Social, what do you guys do?
1: So Hello Social is basically a marketing agency. Uh, we've been around for nine years, and and the name definitely suggests that we're a social media marketing agency. But we've definitely broadened our skill set over the last few years, and we're now doing a lot of integrated marketing and content production. So
0: okay. yeah,
1: a lot of digital media as well.
0: And so with with um, what's your what are you like what are you really really good at? What's your what's your what's your core competency? Would you say? And then I'm going to ask you some, you know, some tricks and hacks that perhaps we can share with uh, the EO community. Um,
1: great. So I guess probably, probably campaign ideation and strategy and then content production, I would say, are our two main strengths. So we, can, we come up with some really cool campaign ideas and um, really great at implementing that and, and content creation, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what have you been able to do for, like, some of your clients?
1: One campaign us- that I'm
0: really,
1: yeah, fantastic. So I guess two things I'm really proud of. One of them is um, I'll start off with what, what we did for Uber. So Uber, one of our clients, Uber and Uber Eats, they're two very separate um, parts of the business. Um, last year was shit, right? Uh, Everyone's in lockdown and it was uh, particularly bad for people down in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. And where Uber is at as a brand and from a branding perspective they're not, believe it or not they're, not, they're not that revenue focused. Their marketing is not about revenue. They're doing very well on the revenue front. What they need to do and what's important to them at where they're at as a brand is about maintaining that brand love. They need everyone to have a really positive opinion about Uber. You know, you can be these giant organizations, but then everyone just thinks you're an asshole, especially in Australia people don't really like we have got a bit of tall pop syndrome we don't want to uh we don't really like all these giant gargantuan companies um and so uber wants to appear to be a little bit small and um, appear to be looking after um the australian uh economy and the small businesses in australia and actually they they really do they do allow small businesses like a a takeaway like a a chinese uh restaurant i live near one in bondi and they just wouldn't have the ability to have a delivery service. They wouldn't be able to have two or three additional staff working on, on the night, setting up their systems and processes for doing delivery. But when now that Uber Eats is here, they can. They don't have to employ their own staff and their revenue does increase and it's revenue that they wouldn't have been able to generate because uh, they didn't have a delivery service. So Uber is absolutely helping them. Um, anyway, so back, back to what we, what we did. So um, Uber came to us with a few uh, pieces of information that they got from analyzing their data and they said, here's a bit of information, here's a nugget, in Melbourne, during lockdown, um, dessert sales have gone up by 600% from before lockdown.
0: So a <laughs> bit of, be- of sweetness in uh, lockdown? Spoil <laughs> exactly. yourself? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Talking about eating your feelings. Um, yeah. You know, you're sitting at home, you've had a few glasses of wine, uh, you're in lockdown, you can't leave, I am going to order myself some ice cream from Ben & Jerry's, you know, like, oh, I definitely feel that. Jesus, I, I do it when I'm not in lockdown. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so we came up with we got this this um, bit of information, and we thought, okay, what can we do to raise the profile, increase brand love of Uber Eats? Um, but it may maybe something to do with desserts. And we came up with this concept of lockdown love. And uh, in lockdown love, basically, people from around the country could send someone within a lockdown zone in Melbourne a dessert for free of the value of twenty dollars.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: So uh, we did all these. So we designed, you know, we went into a couple of stores. We filmed them. We filmed, yeah. the, you know, this, this small, um, they make this sort of dessert donuts. It's like one of those really cool, trendy um, sort of, you know, shops um, that wouldn't be able to do much of their own marketing. We come in there as Uber with a cr- uh, film crew. We shoot how they produce it, tell a little bit about the story. And then we um, say, you know, you can order from here for the Lockdown Love campaign, bringing joy to those around you. So we, we filmed that. We then designed the stickers that went on the uh, that went on the bags. So we only chose about four or five different shops where you could actually order the food from, and there was a limit as to how many daily um, giveaways there were going to be. Mm.
0: And how, how we many put, were how many were there? Um, by the way, I've no idea. Okay,
1: like like three hundred or something. It wasn't oh, a huge amount. Right? I'm
0: thinking it's fun spending other people's money, isn't it? It sure so, so, is. It sure is. Sounds very, very generous. So they they 20 bucks. You can get it delivered to a loved one for free and yep. just let them know that you're thinking of them.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly, and and then so people were getting these bags delivered to their houses, um, and they, and it had this beautiful sticker on it. So that's you know something they can post and oh thank you to my cousin or my uncle Jeremy for sending me this food. I've been locked down. Thank you Uber. Like it really and it was a great story. Got picked up by the media, and, and you know so we reached even more people. And yeah. we designed the banner that went inside the Uber Eats app. We designed yep. the email that went out to to the you know two million person database yep. um, and we, we we did the whole thing end to end and that was a data led campaign and we were really proud of that uh, for a long list of reasons
0: yeah that no that sounds awesome so what's the return on something like that when they because that to me it's it's almost like you're extending that hand of generosity and then I don't know did people order more uber was it top of mind how, how and then how do you like it, it intuitively it sounds like a great idea, but then how do you actually measure that to go well? The return on that investment was.
1: That that's a fantastic question. So um, there's there's the great saying by um, I can't, Lord Unilever or something. He goes for every dollar we spend on marketing, we know it. Well, we know that fifty cents of it works. We just don't know which fifty cents of it works. Yeah. And and in this modern age, it's all about you know using data to come up with an insight. And if you know what's working from the data, then you can do that more often. Um, in relation to Uber, there's a lot of different brand tracking systems that you can use. Um, there's a lot of, you know, companies like Nielsen provide a lot of data. Um, there's also all these different uh, places in which you can track uh, brand love and sentiment, uh, mm-hmm. including digitally as well. So what we looked at was um, uh, brand sentiment yeah. uh, on a lot of the social media content that we did. And when we do an advertising campaign for Uber Eats, we're talking like $300,000 budgets yeah. for, to, for you know, a a one-month campaign. Like they're not small amounts of uh, small figures and they're reaching a lot of people. And the sentiment, what people were saying, whether it be positive or negative, the sentiment was really, was the highest of any campaign we, we've ever done for them. Yeah, wow. People, people were loving it. Um, so so that, that was one of the KPIs was around sentiment. And that's when you're looking for, to lift brand love, Yeah, sentiment is, is a, an important KPI for that.
0: And then so you were saying they weren't too worried about the revenue because they're doing pretty well with that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how, how do they, just on a side note, I'm curious that like there's, cause there's a few delivery services now, like MenuLog and, um, deliveroo and Uber Eats. Are they yeah. the, are they the market leader now?
1: They have, I can't remember the market share, but it's like, it is a ridiculously large amount of market share. Um, the second player I do believe is, is menu log who also with their, um, you know, their campaign with, uh, with Snoop Dogg uh, did somebody say menu log um, that they, they've, they've increased their market share with that campaign. They've done really, really well, but Uber Eats is still killing yeah. it. And Uber, it is a bit of a back and forth, you know, Uber, Uber Eats had that campaign um, at the Australian open last year where it sort of looked like the, the, the game for the tennis it, it was still going and, and Borat was the, uh, was the commentator. No, yeah. no that, that was a different year. But it looked like the game was going and someone would come out with a menu log bag and, and people were confused as to whether the game was on or, or if it was an ad and it worked really well. The ACCC wasn't terribly happy, but, but the campaign worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a bit of guerrilla marketing.
1: Exactly, exactly. At least you got you know what, be notorious, get people talking about you, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. And so what does Hello Social look like from a staff point of view? Like right. have you, so we, you got a, a team? Are they local or some offshore or?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. So uh, we just uh, renovated our office. So we took over the office next door. Our office is in Surrey Hills. Um, we've got our new office now has 66 desks. And in our Sydney office, we have about 35 full-time employees. Yeah. Um, and then we rent a few desks out to some other EOS. Yeah. Um Yeah. Feel free, guys, reach out if you want a premium <laughs> space in, uh, in, in Surrey Hills. Uh, no. um, so we, uh, we've got 35 staff in Sydney, and then we've got uh, one in Melbourne, uh, two in the Philippines, and one in Germany, and one in, um, in Italy. So we've got – actually, we've got four staff starting on Monday as well. So we've got 42 staff in total now, 42 yeah, wow. full-time staff. That's
0: predominantly local, Sydney. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's the question about, you know, should we be trying to expand geographically? Um, you know, there's a lot of arguments for trying to open an office in Melbourne and which we are probably looking to do. And then it's about how do we go about doing that? Um, and what does that look like? Is it putting a team down there? Is it getting a BDM? You know,
0: mm. it's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people are wary of Victoria at the moment. It's, you, yeah. you know,
1: Oh look, of course, but at the end of the day, if you don't expand geographically, you yeah. know, you, you are you yeah. are putting all your eggs in one basket, yeah, that's that, true. could have been easily just as easily in Sydney. I mean, yeah. do we have a better premiere? Obviously, but um, <laughs> uh, it could have easily have happened in Sydney uh, instead of Melbourne. You know, yeah. so yeah, you're, you're spreading your, you're hedging your risk, right?
0: Yeah, and so your model, I'm I'm thinking if you got forty two staff, it's not transactional. You'd have to sign clients up on a retainer to push their you know promotions and marketing and is that i mean that's a fair bit of responsibility it's a lot, lot of mouths to feed
1: <laughs> yes yes look it, it um it's funny you know traditionally it was about 80 percent retainer revenue and 20 percent and 20 percent project revenue uh yeah. campaign revenue if you will and that that has just shifted time and time and time again it's gone it's actually about 40 percent retainer revenue and 60 percent campaign okay revenue.
0: okay and,
1: and and it's because um
0: yeah, only as good just, as your last campaign, Max.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that the revenue and the profit margins are actually a lot better on the on the on the campaigns okay. as well, because they're like, I'm, you know, a business who wants to do this, wants to do as good work, but can't actually do it um, with their internal team. They're willing to pay a mar- a, a premium to have it, yeah. um, delivered on time and to specifications. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So, do you get into like the email marketing and automation, all that sort of thing?
1: We we do we are um, getting more and more into into that. Um, So we will do um, you know come up with a campaign idea uh, or just and a campaign idea can go on top of your retainer,
0: right? Or you can run a
1: campaign within a retainer as well. So we'll 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 do manage your EDMs. We will do like an automation flow for sign up. You know they get the drip fed this over the next three weeks. Then we'll do your Google AdWords, driving people to your website for a purchase and 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 doing your social media ads running your running your account for a positive return on investment um yeah Uh, we don't do search engine optimization yeah um and you know you've got to really be that as that's really got to be at the core of your business because it's like a skill set of five different people um so you've got to have that investment so we we don't we're not interested in doing that but um pretty much everything else digitally we will do and we don't build websites because again that's like a full on thing itself
0: yeah right so you're focusing on the stuff that's pretty well you can measure it can't you You yeah i'm paying a 100 bucks it's returning 200 so So business, keep keep, going (laughs) going. yeah yeah, yeah, keep going
1: at the end of the day if you're we found you know if you're just providing these fluffy metrics like oh your brand is is getting more love you know that's great for the ubers of the world and the amazons of the world but a lot of other businesses they do need that return on investment so if you can grow the brand and you can show a positive return on investment you're just not going to get fired so
0: yeah yeah well i think uh The thing is Google and Facebook are really the big winners, aren't they? They can't lose in many ways.
1: Yeah, I know, right? They're doing very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So where do you you see the market heading, like, I don't know, is there some new trends coming up or like a, a new, you know, it was Instagram five years ago that was kind of like it was easy for a lot of small business to make money off, but now it seems like it's getting harder to get that reach and they want you to advertise and Yeah. what are some and tricks had- and tips that you'd give um, some, you know, Look, some tactics I- you could use?
1: Yeah, look, there's a few different questions in there. I guess starting off with with the trend part of things. Um, uh, You know, people, I remember a few years ago, one of the the two I see at the company, he goes, Max, Max, um, Instagram is, you're not going to get as much reach on Instagram. And he's like, we're fucked. It's all ruined. And I was like, calm down. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know the more things like people get up they're up in arms about all these big changes and i'm like i've been here for nine years and do you know what's really made a big change they're really i'm not even kidding there's not massive changes they're very small incremental changes over time yeah in adapt at the end of the day the, the, when these when these things stop happening then i'm going to be worried if people stop using social media yeah then i'm worried yeah and and the overall time spent on social media increases year on year the breakdown of that time that they spend might go from facebook into instagram from instagram into tiktok but the and then and then tiktok is going to has to is actually a very well-run company i have a bit of inside knowledge on that one um but they they still have to make money, so they're going to have a good ads platform. They're not idiots, and they also can look at what's happened at Facebook and Instagram and go, "Oh, this is what worked for them. I'm going to try that as well." So I'm I, I have no um, so there are new platforms, and then there's new creative ways to to work on those platforms. But um, it's definitely it's just something that's that's, that's on the up. I do feel sorry for people, and um, and I hope I'm not offending anyone here. Um, you know the the magazines television it's all it's all very much plummeting yeah. these days isn't it Yeah, you know, and um and digital is is very much on the rise um yeah so so,
0: that's
1: so you that. mentioned you
0: mentioned tiktok is is tiktok i guess it depends on your product or service but what kind of what kind of businesses are working well on that platform
1: you know, it's funny, we just released a video on that. So if you if you go to the Hello Social Facebook page, you'll see a video that we did about um, five industries that are killing it on TikTok that you wouldn't think would be killing it. You yeah. know, there's chiropractors. Really? Uh, yeah, there's a chiropractor that is like doing all these really cool little jingles into like how to strengthen your back. It's like hold for 30 seconds. and like So they have tips with, yeah. with a bit of a song behind it. And it's like yeah. some cool trends. You just got to be creative. and. And it's one of those things. It's a bit of a gold mine within um, a gold rush, rather. Yeah. In TikTok, and it's the same in Instagram. A lot of people who started off in Instagram who were just really consistent ended up growing, growing a large following. Yeah. Um. And you know how how many chiropractors can you have in Sydney that are killing it on TikTok? One, two, <laughs> three, Like you're not going to have 50. So the people that get in now and get that audience, like they can really start to grow their brand. So one of, one of my trips would be one of my tips. If you do have a cool um it's definitely more consumer facing it's very hard to um i think we did a day in the life of an employee at a company called Clipsal or and schneider electric yep. and it was for it was for an apprentice uh, an electrician apprentice program we went around doing cool videos for people who wanted to join the apprentice program that went really well that was cool yeah um but generally there's a bit more of a consumer focus so if you have a if you've a a pet food brand like anything um You know, you could, you could, if you wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to spend 12 months really trying to build this as a channel. And if it works and if I'm feeling an investment on it, then I can continue uh, Mm. to invest. And that's the way I like to look at things as well. I'm like, I'm going to try this. A a lot, one of my tips would be a lot of clients and a lot of people in marketing businesses will go to an SEO agency, will go to a marketing agency. And after three months, you know, they, they're not really getting results and they think, Oh, this person's not necessarily the right provider, not very good at what they do. I would say, try something for like 12 months or six or 12 months. And it depends if it's just performance, if you're just spending money on Google AdWords and not getting a a decent result after three months, then maybe that's not right. But marketing in general, it doesn't happen overnight. You can uh, can invest a lot of time, money, effort in something and it can be the right thing to do. But just because it's not returning results immediately doesn't mean it's not going to work out. So uh, for me, you know, a a lot of the projects we do, I'm like, let's just try this for 12 months. We're going to invest, you know, you know, you take 5% of your revenue if you want to grow and you invest that in marketing, which is quite, mm. which is quite, quite aggressive. And then from that, you break down, okay, 1% is going to be, let's say, $50,000 per year. I'm going to invest that $50,000 a year as a, over the next 12 months as a risk and then see how it goes from there.
0: So are you saying that that 5% would exclude AdWords though?
1: No, I mean, Jet. from what I've, what I've heard...
0: I think I'm spending uh, too much on marketing, by the way. I'm one of the businesses. Um, Depends... I think we so, spend double that, you know, 10% or
1: 12%. So that's a rule of thumb. So in an FMCG market, they mm. might say you're allowed to spend 5%, but then when you're launching, it's 7%. So you're being aggressive. And it depends on the industry. Other businesses like compare the market. So that's a website that yep. has very minimal costs. Okay. Yep. So about, so, you know, 50, I don't know what the numbers are. Um, they could spend up to 50% of their revenue on marketing. So it, it it, it you know, that's a really good point. It do, It is industry dependent, but even, mm. um, but for myself, like a professional services firm, 5% on on marketing is um, reasonably, it's like a little bit aggressive. Uh, mm. I think we'd probably spend about 7 because we're just trying to grow yeah. uh, all the time. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, that's that's probably a good point. What do you guys do to, you know, it's like the plumber that never uh, looks after their own toilet. Well, what, yeah. are you, what are you guys doing as a marketing agency to get your name out there? How do you do it?
1: I would be extraordinarily... Look, I think that Hello Social has the best marketing of any agency in the country.
0: Okay, nice. Yep. So walk, uh, us, walk us through uh, some of the things that you do.
1: All right. Number one, um, I, I invested heavily in SEO when I first started and I did it yep. myself. And so we, were, we are like number one for all search queries. Mm. Not all, for all queries, but we we we're in the top three for most search queries. Um, in,
0: in your particular sector? Clearly. If you type in
1: social media agency will yeah. probably come up first, and then a few other a few other sections um will come up first. Um, over the time over the years, the clients that we're after are not doing Google searches as much for our. Got yeah uh, yeah. Sort yeah. So
0: it's, it's word of mouth referrals. Is that is that a big part of it?
1: Um, so I would say um, so you've got different tiers of clients. You've got yep. your you know your, your your top tier, your your Ubers of the world, your Amazons, your yep. um, you know Paramounts, um. They, uh, they are not doing a Google search. They're hearing about the great work that you've done in, in the trade press and they're Go hearing and seeing what you're doing on LinkedIn. And then they and then the CMO is reaching out for a coffee with the, the CEO. Yeah. So it's, that, that's how it works at that top tier. Yeah. Um, and then in that mid-tier um, of those brands like that aren't, and it's not the brand's mid-tier, it's just that maybe their their marketing activity. They're only spending, yeah. say, you know, with us, maybe $300,000 per year or mm-hmm. uh, $400,000. And that's including ad spend. Um, they would be more likely to be doing a Google search. So therefore Google AdWords is quite an important channel for us. Yep. Um, so we've got SEO, Google AdWords, and then that that's you know really getting people that are already looking for your service coming to you. So, um, but then what about the people who aren't looking for a service? What about the people that have a, that are in, in an in-house marketing team and they just, they've got their full staff and they're just happy doing what they want. What we want to do over that time is over time is to educate them about who we are and why mm. we're really good. But there's no call to action. We're not getting them to inquire. It's just us saying to them, um, "Hey, uh, hey, we're Hello Social. and We're really awesome. Yeah. Hey, this is how you can do Facebook ads better. Hey, this is like um, this is uh, four interesting ways to use the new um, uh, four interesting things that you need to know as a result of the Facebook update. So it's yeah. all about that content marketing. Yeah. So we've actually got our own studio in Surrey Hills, which uh, we, we've only just uh, finished. We're going to we are shooting a, a a weekly series called Two Minute Takeaways.
0: Oh, cool! And yeah, is that and it's so, a video?
1: It's a video. Yep. Yeah, so it's a video, and we discuss a a, a a Facebook tip. Oh, sorry, we discuss a marketing tip within about two minutes. Sometimes it spills over. Yeah. Um. So we focus <laughs> on that. Um. And so we we discuss a really cool marketing tip. So it's it's about three minutes. So it's really digestible yeah um and it's really entertaining and it's got a lot of animations and it's really high-end content production as well so I, I, and and the thing is we're just going to flood people with that i think the budget's four thousand dollars per month so over over 12 months that's forty-eight thousand dollars just in the ad budget just promoting that video
0: Got yeah yep.
1: and on top of that we've like it takes a freaking long time to make those videos um i'm hoping that- and
0: you got and you and you got to be Disciplined. I know. With the uh, podcast, I often go off on tangents. I'm going. Oh God, I haven't published for you know x amount of weeks. I've got to get that podcast done. So who's go. going there to you keep go. you accountable, Max? Is it is it you on screen or one of your staff um, that is leading?
1: So um, we've got a we've got someone who helps write the script uh, yep. and organize it. Then we've got someone who helps shoot the video, and then we. Um, uh, we want to be posting one a week, but we're just trying to build up the bank at the moment. So we're posting, yeah. we've only posted one, and that was actually this week. But yeah. um, it will, uh, and you can do them in advance because they take literally like about four weeks to create one. So you've oh, got to wow. be doing okay. about four it's or big. five at once. And it's then, a big and then job. Can, it is a big job. But, if, I mean, yeah, I hope if, if they like it. Yeah, yeah. but
0: then, but then um, I guess I have a long tail as well, like people could be, you know, in 12 months' time, they're going back to earlier episodes to get the information they need.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and you know when we were doing the the numbers on the videos, I, I did uh, episode zero zero one because I want to do a hundred episodes. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then it's going to go on a YouTube channel, so we're going to try and build a YouTube channel as well. Yep. So we're,
0: um, yeah. So we're. Yeah. So you got so they, the SEO, you got the Google Ads, you've got the content marketing. Any? Yep. Um. What about social media, or does that does that fit into the ad spend yeah. and?
1: So, I mean, a lot of them are very linked. So, we do a, one blog post every two weeks and then that goes on our blog and that's for SEO. And then that, that content that goes on our social media. So, that's the social media bucket ticked. Uh, and then we're doing quite a lot of, uh, uh, you know, advertising our own content yeah. uh, a lot, which would be the blogs and the videos. And then Hello Social is actually quite famous for our weekly memes that we do on Wednesday. Okay. And that's actually, I should do a presentation on how I made a million, it made a million dollars from memes. And okay. it was because Hello Social was just an absolute nobody. No one knew of who we were, um, and we were a small agency. And in that, that in a 0 to 10 staff, it is really hard to start to get a bit of a differentiating factor in the market. Mm. And we did do that by creating these memes that, in my opinion, were quite funny, but they really put us on the map. So every Wednesday on the Hello Social Facebook page, we do a meme, uh, and it gets it gets up to like 2,500 likes.
0: Yep. And it's... Uh, and so do you yeah. put, do you push that at all, or you just let that happen organically?
1: No, we spend about... Two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars a week, yeah. boosting it. Yeah, so right. our social media ad spend is about eight thousand dollars per month, just oh. on our own ads. And again, that's not lead gen focus; it's just brand brand building.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. So you're really you're really pushing it along then to get the touch points out there into the into the market.
1: And that's just marketing. That's not even the people who then convert the leads. So they're I wouldn't call them salespeople, but that's some of the role that they play. So, so do you,
0: is it inbound, like the inquiries are coming inbound or are you trying to – you don't have telemarketers or anything like that going no, on?
1: We we get, about, we get about 50 leads a month.
0: Oh, that's all right, isn't it? It's, it keeps us busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, it, it compounds, doesn't it, because you've got other clients that are working for them. and
1: Yeah, again, 40, 42 miles to feed. Got to <laughs> feed the machine.
0: Yeah hundred percent um so i'll just quickly wrap up with your um uh eo experience how long have you been in eo for now max
1: i think i joined in about november and i was placed in a forum i think in february
0: oh fantastic and what yeah. what made you um what caused you to become a member
1: um i my uh, a dear friend of mine chris baxter uh, joined about six or seven years ago ish and uh you know he uh I've always looked up to him in many ways. And uh, and I really, and he joined, it was so cool. And I've always, always wanted to join. Yeah, I've always, it's always been a goal of mine. And I never, I didn't know how big you had to be really, but I I, I didn't think I was big enough. And then I guess about, um, I was probably big enough about two, two years ago. And then last year, pandemic hit. Um, I didn't feel it was, it was the right time for me. I was running around like a headless chook, like many people. Um, um but uh this year my i was advised by the great man the myth the legend steve mcleod um who's my my advisor he's like max and one of the next steps for you is um is peer learning so i reckon you should join eo he was in eo for seven years himself he's in my po these days and i joined and i uh i fucking love it (laughs) best decision i've made in like the last two years i'd say so yeah
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, Max, well, we're going to wrap up now. Um, just a quick question if people want to reach out to you. What's your website? Oh. Uh, it's
1: hellosocial.com.au. Or anyone can email me at um, max at hellosocial.com.au or add me on Facebook.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, Max, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, mate. Chat soon.
0: You've been listening to an APAC EO Production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.